Welcome back to the Malin Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Shivery, coming to you live from my dining room in my home. Joining me, as always, is my host, or co-host, I should say, Sally DeFries. What's up, Sal? Um, I You can see this on camera, but people who are listening cannot. If I start yawning a lot, I've had this weird thing the past couple days. I'm I'm good, by the way. But I'm going to explain why if I just pause in the middle of talking for some reason during this, it's because I've been yawning like nonstop, but unable to catch my breath. And then, of course, I like looked up that symptom yesterday and convinced myself that I had a heart condition or COVID. So just know that even if you're in the healthcare profession, you can still freak yourself out on WebMD, which is what I've been doing lately. What did, so what did WebMD tell you about your uh, yawning condition? I'm doing it right now. I'm, I'm like yawning, but I feel like, you know, when you are the the wind up to a sneeze, like you're about to sneeze and then you don't get the satisfaction of sneezing. That is mm-hmm. what all of my yawns feel like right now. So I'm yawning and then I like open my mouth, bring in all this air, and then I don't feel anything happen. And it's so frustrating. And then I start thinking about it. So I, so I start yawning more. I think it's anxiety, but. You know, it's also related to heart attacks. So who knows? We don't. We don't know for sure unless I go to a doctor and get it checked out. Well, you know, yawns are contagious. So uh, hopefully, it, it doesn't have a uh, a domino effect with the whole squad on here. I hope not, because otherwise, we're just going to all be staring at each other, yawning continuously. So I probably should have told y'all that before we just started the podcast. <laughs> My bad. I think, I think we're going to get through this. Will, what's up with you, man? We got producer Will on the mic as well. Producer Will is back. Good to be here, as always. Um, as someone who also yawns a lot, even in times when I'm not tired, I don't plan on yawning much today, but if I do, also apologies. I I can't explain it. Like, I am really tired. I am exhausted. But it's not a yawn out of exhaustion. It's like a need, and then it's just this, like, almost feels like I like need to crack a knuckle or something where I just, once I have it in my head, I'm like, oh, God, I got to yawn. Like, I, it's like the beginning of some new medical, I don't know, malaise that we're going to figure out in 20 years what was wrong with me, but it might just be that I'm in my own head. So Some positive health news to report. My ear infection is on the up and up. I Finally, the congestion is uh, releasing in my ear. Yeah. I can, uh, I can almost hear perfectly normal again. I'm about 85 to 90% back, but uh, look, yesterday it was like 70. The day before that was 60. We're on the right path here. So I have a question. When yeah. you're hearing, when you had hearing loss, were any of your other senses heightened? Did you feel? <laughs> okay. To oh, call well. it hearing loss is a stretch. It just one in one of my ears, I just felt congested. So, um, but no, that that's a myth, right? That doesn't actually happen to people who have, you know, loss of sight or, or hearing or whatever. No, I think that that's true. But I think that's only if it's like permanent and you, you know, like, you're blind, so your your hearing is better. I mean, that might be a medical myth. But I think it's it, like that's got to be a total myth. Well, you might not like have clinically better hearing, but your um your senses, your other senses are heightened. So, like, even if you were blindfolded, your sense of smell and touch and taste will be a little more heightened because your sense of because the rest of your body is trying to make up for that. Your brain is is more focused on the other right. senses. Exactly. Huh. But okay. 
you know. Dylan, I'm impressed with how little you actually complained about this because had I been going through the same thing as you, you would have heard me on circling back, clarifying like pretty much every statement related or unrelated with, dude, I've been dealing with this ear infection lately and and then (laughs) just go from there. Like I'm very impressed with how you handled yourself. Well, thank you. It really threw me off my game. Obviously, I had to take a couple of days off from recording circling back. But man, it, it was in a lot of pain. And the the hearing thing has really just been messing me up too. But and it leaks? Like that's just gross. It, it's been leaking every night. And uh, I mean, anyway, so, we're getting through someone it. Someone told you that you have a hole in your eardrum. I've never heard that. No, I mean I've 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 I you get ear infections that have a hole what? in your eardrum that needs to be. Why do you say that? Because that's what I, when I asked an ENT about it, when I was working with one the other day, he was like, yeah, your friend needs to get his eardrum fixed. That's I've been to the doc. I've been to the doctor before and they've looked in there. I mean, I, I get these a couple times a year. Well, they peeked inside my ear with the whole, the little light instrument thing and they, no report of a hole. So maybe get a know. little, a second opinion. Maybe. maybe. Maybe I will. I'm tired of these damn ear infections. They really set Although me back. Hard to do on a telehealth appointment. You can't really put your ear next to the FaceTime camera and have them yeah. look. That's a little complicated. He did want to look down my throat when I was talking to him, so he made me put my mouth up to my webcam. It was kind of funny. Hilarious, <laughs> actually. He's like, I don't know how well he was able to see down it. I have my first virtual uh, doctor's appointment a week from today, actually. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Not really looking forward to it at all. I mean, doctors aren't really, no, no offense, Sally. I love doctors, but you know, doctor appointments aren't really known for their um, timeliness, and I'm worried about how it's going to work out on uh, on a call. Well, at least you'll be waiting in the comfort of your own home. And oh not- yeah. yeah, trust me, I would much rather be doing this. I'm just like, I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't like, I don't like my routine changed, and given it in a time when yeah. uh, everyone's routine is just turned upside down, I just get yeah. uneasy thinking about having to sign on with this doctor's office and like do everything like that. I just I have no faith in the system, even though I should. We were supposed to have put- therapy tomorrow. Actually, don't call it therapy. It's premarital it's- counseling that we're doing postmarital. God. But <laughs> therapy makes it sound like we're like are I had, struggling. Like I had to reschedule it because I'm on call till seven tomorrow, and our appointment I think is at like six thirty. So I didn't want to be there and then have to cancel last minute. So our virtual premarital postmarital counseling will be happening happening another time. But all right, can't wait. That'll be we're fun, actually going to do this on uh, on Spotify. So just subscribe to our premarital counseling sessions. We're going to do them. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to. all right uh before we get into the questions uh we have a hotline number it is 888-362-MAIL m-a-i-l that's 888-362-6245 you can also write in if you would prefer there's a link in the twitter bio and that's at mail-in podcast unless you guys have anything else to get off your chest we can just jump right in if you like let's jump in we have seven questions, two of which are voicemails. The first one is an email. Will, if you don't mind. Yes. Hey, y'all. The, my most recent pair of headphones broke, and I'm looking into wireless options. Do I go for an over-ear option or earbuds? I use them for runs, dog walks, errands, and traveling. Will I look dumb with over-ear headies in the grocery store? Do I get earbuds so I can pop one out, both for versatility? P.S. I can work with a slightly larger budget, but would prefer to keep it lower given our current sitch. Shout out, Sally, for being in the medical field. Love y'all. Peace. This would have been a, a perfect question to field on circling back today since we had a new sponsor alert. Raycon earbuds are on board. Uh, those are great. 
Uh, look, I don't, I don't understand people who work out with over-ear headphones. That's an aggressive move, I think. I've tried it. I see people in the gym all the time doing it. I see people running down my street doing it. Um, I've tried it before in about seven minutes, and I had to bail and go back to the earbuds because I just got so sweaty, and I wasn't even doing like hardcore stuff. So I don't get how people do that. So all three of us are currently wearing some sort of headphones. Dylan, you have earbuds in. Will and I both have over the ear. Yeah. I mean, um, there's a, a time and a place for over. I have some over the ear ones that I love and I wear them if I'm uh, traveling or anything that doesn't require like me moving around a bunch. If I'm just listening to music, or whatever in the crib or just whatever, I, they're they're perfect. But if you actually have to get out and be and exert energy and get and get active, I don't understand how people do that. I I'm in the camp of air earbuds, I think. Uh earbuds, airbuds. Earbuds. <laughs> airbuds, the movie. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, um <laughs> I if if you're if you need an everyday headphone that like I think over the ear have definitely, especially if they're noise canceling, a place for if you're a big traveler. But I also think that if you have the little earbuds and, and their noise canceling, double bonus, which I've actually heard. I was worried about this in the beginning. My sister has some that are noise canceling. She's like, they do a great job for me. For someone like Will, who is editing sound all the time, I think that they're, you know, over the ear have a place. But for the average person working out, walking your dog, wearing them in the grocery store if you want, which I think we've talked about before, if that's a trash move or not. Even at the airport, I like having the earbuds because I think it's a little bit easier. Downside, maybe a little bit easier to lose them, perhaps. But I, I, I think they're a little more convenient. Like you can literally stick them in your pocket. But that's just my two cents. And I know that Will has yeah. really enjoyed his Raycons. Doesn't it say something when you open them up? Raycons. Yeah. <laughs> I think the airport is the only public place. Where over-the-ear headphones are acceptable. So I actually do a very mod. I have a routine, and I have both kinds of headphones. Uh, because this is not a Raycon ad, I can say whatever I want. Um, I have a pair of AirPods that I was given last year, or I stole from Sally last year. Sorry, false. You were not given. I, I was given, and Will took them. Um, I got a pair of Raycon headphones in the mail recently because uh, we're sponsored by them. And I have a pair of Bose over-ear headphones. Uh, my AirPods work about 50% of the time. And so mm -hmm. when I got the Raycon headphones in, I was like, yes, I'm pumped. Luckily for me, they work great. And they're about half the price of a pair of AirPods. I can't say this during the ad reads because you can't mention competitors. I, like they're half the price and they work better. Like I really do like them. Yeah. And so, yeah. but my routine has always been if I'm in public, AirPods. If I'm doing work, I uh, will go over ear headphones, especially if they're noise canceling, which mine are. I just fixed whatever. And so like, but if I'm in an airport, I do AirPods while I'm walking around. And then the second I get on the plane through secure or like through the uh, ticketing agent, I just go over ear the entire time. I actually kind of like that because I think, you know, Dylan, you said that airports might be the only social, socially acceptable place to wear over the ear. But now I think in the age of the AirPod, you almost look like a douchebag for wearing. You're like, why is this dude taking himself so seriously that he's got to be wearing over the ear headphones? 
Oh, over-the-ear headphones are inherently douchier. Let's just get that out of the way. If I see someone in public wearing them, I they just seem so like um, I I don't know I don't know a good term for it. Maybe not douchey, but just almost like they want just, attention, even though the whole point almost of like you're just, is that you don't want to talk to people, right? Like yeah, it's like it's like you're a punk kid who does who just wants to close himself off from uh, society or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's, I do it's just a weird look. If I'm working at a coffee shop, which I don't do nearly as much as I used to. I would always go over here where people looking at me while but I was sipping my Americano, no, like just thing, making fun of me. No, it's one thing if you are working, especially if you're working in the airport. So if I know someone's at their computer and has their headphones on, I'm like, oh, that person's working. But if you're just walking around over the ear headphones to me at the gym, is just egregious. Like, yeah. I, do, I do not understand that. Now, Will, if you're wired in and you're you're focused on something that is occupying your attention, you you can do it with your headphones. But if you go up and order coffee at the counter with them on, you're gonna look like a douche. Or just one tossed off the ear, just trying to look like this <laughs> cool guy. Like just enough to acknowledge that you're trying to talk to me, but I don't really care what you're saying. That's what I that think, says. I, I mean, I know I'm I'm just the producer here. I think this guy needs to get a pair of Raycon headphones for half the price, yeah. so that he can at least have something that's like serviceable. Yeah. In the times when he needs them, and if he needs something for work. Then, like by all means, I think your money is better spent on over-ear like noise canceling stuff. And so, like if you're gonna get some nice ones, just do that. Yeah, that's a good thought. Agreed. For for an everyday person like me, I would say go for the earbuds. But it's also you know your particular needs. So let's talk Aveo. Will, what do you say? Oh, I'm a big fan. I don't wear. I don't wear. Uh, contacts and you know it's because i i have decent eyes they're not the best and honestly like daily contacts are easy and convenient which are two things that we all need right now and working from home staring at screens chasing kids around the yard all day wouldn't it be nice to have comfortable technology advanced contacts delivered to your door yeah i think so <laughs> unfortunately i have not personally used these because i wear glasses so little that i have not taken the jump to contacts but i do know people who have uh business brett magic bullet his girlfriend, she's been wearing them. Dave's wife, Alyssa, she's been wearing them. And Avail provides soothing, hydrating, all-day comfortable daily contacts at an affordable price delivered right to your door. No more buying crazy expensive boxes of contacts in bulk. It's the only subscription contact lens company that offers both regular daily contacts and daily toric contacts for astigmatism. Sorry, that's a, that's a lot of words right in, right in a row. Uh, and they're designed to keep your eyes healthy. They they have an exclusive, exclusive aqua lock technology that keeps lenses 96% hydrated even after 12 hours of wear. I mean, they're great. It's time to change your game up. They're offering our listeners the best deal they have anywhere. Get a 10-day trial pack for a dollar. That's $1 at aveovision.com slash mail-in. That's A-V-E-O vision.com slash mail-in for your 10-day trial pack for $1. You're not going to get this deal anywhere else. So go to aveovision.com slash mail-in. You guys ready for the next question? Yeah, let's get right into it. Hey, Dylan. I'll, and I'll assume Will and Sally. I've got an all-time bad quarantine roommate. While we're dealing with the global pandemic, he has continued to bring about seven different girls over for the night, a couple of his friends, and is currently at a, at a party on 4-11-20. So that was less than a week ago. Not sure how you go about telling him to just fucking stop. He's in my fraternity, but a little younger, so I'm not super close to him at all. First of all, uh, I'm not impressive to get seven different girls to come to your house during a, uh, a 
you know, a nationwide lockdown. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's just impressive in, in its own right. Is he just um, but yeah, this, telling him that they're that he's quarantining? <laughs> I don't know. How do you how do you get people to come over during this time? Well, so this is um, my question. It sounds like this guy and his roommate are are they still on a college campus, you think? Because he said he's in yeah, my community. So maybe they're still living like off campus, but not I mean, think of it. If they were if say they go to the University of Michigan, they could be living in Ann Arbor and not like on right. campus. Or UT, like, they might like just Austin. be living at a city. Yeah. I wonder they could, how they could be in the dorm. Are dorms open right now? Do we know that? I think all dorms are closed unless unless okay. they're private, but I know UT dorms. Yeah, but they they could be uh in a like a very popular, you know, campus apartment in right. Ton of neighbors around, you know, all the same age, obviously. So people, people are still hanging out. It's going really on. Not taking this seriously. Clearly. Yeah, this guy's—he's being—he's being selfish and he's being an asshole. Um, yeah, people who are doing this just—I guess—either they don't—they don't care or they aren't realizing that they're putting so many people in danger by doing it. Uh, he's just being a selfish dickhead, and he needs a little dose of uh, that truth. I think someone's got to tell him. Yeah, for sure, I, and I think. This guy, especially since it's like, you know, last week we had the guy with the friend and that's always a difficult situation, but because you don't want to like upset the friend, but you also need to tell them the truth. This guy just said, he's like, I know him, but I'm not super close to him. Then he has full authority and should tell this guy, his roommate, like, yeah. you got to stop or it, I'm going to do something about it. It's your roommate. So they're bringing, he's bringing people into your home where you should exactly. feel safe at all times. You have every right and you, you, I would, you, it's expected that you speak your mind about this. So absolutely sit him down, talk to him, let him know what he's doing is not okay. And he's putting a lot of people in danger unnecessarily. Um, and that's your house. And uh, you have, yeah, you have every right to speak up. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to like tell this guy to go be a narc and like tell their landlord, but I, you need to just have a stern conversation with him. Like that's getting absurd. And unfortunately, like he may not do anything about it, like change his behavior, but it is affecting you. You know, I mean, hopefully with a stern conversation, this guy changes his ways, but you know, after that, like what else are you going to do? Like, tell his parents or tell your landlord. Like I, it's just amazing to me that people are still doing this, I guess at this point. So it's, it's gotta be really frustrating for this guy that his roommate is just doing whatever the hell he wants. But hopefully if you're stern with him, he'll respond. Hopefully we'll see. Let us know. Keep us updated. Uh, let's do the first voicemail. This one, if you, uh, if you don't listen for just even one second, you might miss the whole email. So let's go ahead and play it. All right, here we go. Yo, do y'all believe in aliens? That's it. That's the, wow, that's the entire, right that's the voice. <laughs> that guy, that, one of the little, that, his, his mind is racing and nothing is coming out of his mouth. He is stoned. Yeah. But I like that. He was tactical. He just asked the question, got out. Way to go. He's, He's definitely stoned. Why, why do why would people want to talk and or just think about aliens when you get high? It's so funny. Um, this would be a, a good question for Dave. I know Dave's a big alien guy, but he's not here. So what do you, what about you guys? No, Dave is is fully on board with uh, with aliens. Here's here's my belief. I think that there there's some there's life outside of our world. 
absolutely. But I don't know what the hell they look like. I don't think there's little like there are little people running around and, and, and flying around in spaceships and shit. But yes, there are living things out there. Okay, so here's my thought, and this is what I want to know from you. I do agree with you that I think there are other life forms outside of Earth. But I'm talking like very primitive life forms, like bacteria type sitch. Yeah, yeah. Are you thinking like higher level intelligence beings, like animals or some sort of other human-ish thing? Um, I I don't know. Like I I don't I don't feel strongly enough to say that they're not they're not out there. Um. But I'd like to think that there's a, a very strong possibility. I mean, if, if you, what was that? We talked about a, um, there was a podcast. I mean, there have been numerous, like numerous UFO sightings by military, like numerous. Um, and even there's even some video of, of it. Yeah. Dylan, and, where were you when they stormed area 51? There, <laughs> there are, there are enough accounts like that to make me like be pretty sure that this stuff is going on. I don't know for sure. I don't know how I don't know how many people do know for sure, but I don't know. I don't feel strongly enough either way, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I do you want my opinion here? Of yeah, course. you're on I believe that there is life out there. I this is pretty much what you guys said. I think there's life out there. I think whether it's like a microscopic organism or whether it is some like large mass that like, I don't know. I think that there are things out there that are definitely alive. The universe is way too large for us to even fathom what's out there. So like, it would be really stupid for me to be like, no, we're the only living things. Like how, like that's you acting like the universe literally like revolves around you. And I don't think that there's something out there. I don't think we can just send a message out into the world and be, and expect a response from like aliens or something. But we, we've explored how many planets? One. You mean like with a rover? Yeah. No, Mars. I guess way more than that. Mars. We've been to a. a have Pretty we been to ones that are further out that are cold and stuff? You mean like Saturn? Saturn and Jupiter are gaseous. Yeah, planets. you can't gaseous. Gaseous planets. <laughs> uh, uh, Pluto is solid, right? Yes, but, but Pluto's, Pluto's not, not a planet. planet anymore. Venus and Mars. Are solid. And, and this is this is just right. our our galaxy, though. I mean, they're yeah, it's like right. infinite. And like, we ha- we haven't even, even within like outside of our galaxy. There's other galaxies that exist. Yes, there's no way that we're the only living things. And I, but I don't think that we're going to be able to communicate with them in any efficient way ever. But there's something else out there, light years away, that definitely lives and has like a uh, a life. Okay. If you think that if let's let's say that there is a planet out there where there are beings with high intelligence, do you think that there's there's a community out there like in another world that knows about humans? Like they've studied us, they've observed us, because um, we we're still for the most part clueless about what's out there. Right. But it's crazy to yeah. me to right. think that they're, think they they you're... might be fully aware of what's going on on Earth. If you're assuming aliens are real, like that we've seen UFOs, right? I think you are assuming exactly what you said, Dylan, that there are life forms in other galaxies that are technologically advanced enough to send a UFO to earth and have explored galaxies around them. I mean, that's like 
so freaking far in advance. You know what I'm saying? That like yeah. us seem like we're in our infant years of being on this earth after millions and millions of years. I don't know. It's a weird question. I also, well, here's, here's two bonus questions I have that Sim, I have to do with this. Do you believe in ghosts? No, 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 no. Not like in the traditional sense. Like, I don't think there are, you know, hovering figures that, you know, just going to stroll, stroll through my living room. I don't think like that. Yeah. But could one, could one eerie experience change that for you altogether? Yeah. Yeah. If I happen to see one, the thing that I just described, then I'm fully on board with them existing, of course. Like, I'm going to trust my eyes, but that, that's about all I'm going to trust. I don't necessarily believe my own eyes. in ghouls and whatever, spirits and stuff like that. But I don't discredit people who do because if you've had an experience that has freaked you out to the core where you're like, yeah, there's ghosts, then like I can't deny that because I think that if I had one really bad experience that I'd be like, yep, uh, I officially believe Yeah, you're right. I don't discredit. I don't, I'm actually extremely interested in in ghost ghost like stories because I think people. I mean, I think people actually do go through some weird shit and that, that they're trying to make sense of. So I'm I'm all about hearing people out, and I, I I agree. I won't discredit it, but until I see a ghost with my own eyes, I'm going to be highly skeptical that like physical forms or even just visions of them exist. Yeah, I I guess I see your point. I don't believe in ghosts, and I do think that most people who have had um, encounters, if you will, with like the other side or ghosts, et cetera, that's more of a subconscious thing. Um, but, you know, I also haven't experienced it. Uh, okay, then my other question is, because we were talking about the military seeing UFOs, if you had access to all the government secrets, but you could only ask like one question about like, conspiracies things like that what would it be like the if you truth could... on on one thing yeah you're not oh. gonna like my answer at all it's is it the moon landing no 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 <laughs> <laughs> um mine my mine would probably be about aliens because that's it's just extremely yeah, it's interesting, interesting to me are you i don't know what i want the answer to be are you allowed to, are you, do you have to keep the answer that they give you to yourself or can you tell like everybody? No, you just, it, hello. Have you ever seen national treasure book of secrets? Okay. There's a book of secrets and they use it to go find the city of gold. Hello. I'm a huge national treasure fan. And it's like a book that all the presidents keep and there's just random shit in there like area 51 and stuff like that. So I'm always like, okay, well, if you have access to the book of secrets, what page are you trying to find? Like the Tupac you, page. The Tupac and Biggie page is a page that I'm trying to find the second I open that book. I'm not proud of it. I would like to know other things, maybe JFK, but like I'm going straight to the assassination section and I'm yeah. just, I'm just thumbing through that trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Cause you got to think there's some government. I mean, hello, we're in the middle of it right now with COVID that like everyone thinks not everyone. Some people think this came from like a lab in China, but I, I don't think that. But we do keep a lot of deadly diseases locked up in the CDC. You know, there's just like a lot of information that maybe we're not privy to. You know? What, what's I, your question for the government, Sally? <sighs> Epstein? <laughs> no. But I do feel like it would be some sort of political 
I don't know. I, I, I get why you would want to ask about aliens in Area 51 and stuff like that. But that having the answers to those things doesn't really like do much for me. Whereas I would love to know the deal with like murders, assassinations, things like that. Yeah. Because I think that like people, I, I don't know. I just think it, it's way more interesting to me. Yeah. The cover ups of these things, it speaks to me on a different level. Oh, there, the the, the amount of cover ups yeah, by the government is, it will probably disgust you. Are such a blip that we don't even know. You know, there's cover-ups that we think happened, but there's stuff that's been covered up. We have no clue that it's been covered up because we are just so ignorant to it. You know? Yeah. Wild. Oh, okay. Sorry. There really describe the whole thanks to that guy's alien question. Love it's it. A, it's a good it's a good spin-off topic. It gets it gets people thinking about all kinds of just conspiracy and crazy type world shit. So yeah. I'm into it. That's what that's kind of why I included that question. Just gets the brain. Thinking a little bit differently, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe I would ask what the deal is with the Illuminati bunker at the Denver airport. If oh, the Illuminati's that's a way, real. That's a burned question. Who's, who's in the Illuminati? What is going on out there? I still don't even know what the Illuminati is. It's just like a secret <laughs> society of important people. Yeah, secret society type stuff. Hot, rich, powerful people. But like, it's not actually a thing, right? We don't know. That's why you asked the question. But like Jay-Z and Beyonce aren't actually like part of the Illuminati. Right? Well, they kicked Jeff. It's really hard to say. Yeah, I don't get it. Do you guys want the next question? Yeah, let's go. Hey, Washed Media. My girlfriend farts like three to five times out loud a day and doesn't recognize it. It bothers me a decent amount and makes me fairly less attracted to her. This obviously has become apparent during the quarantine that she isn't afraid to toot multiple times a day. Is this a dumb thing to bring up? We've been dating for six months. She's been a great girlfriend for all other aspects of our relationship. It's just been killing the vibe in the teen. <laughs> killing the vibe in the teen. You can't you don't want that. The teen. Wow. Dude, good vibes only in my teen. Yeah. <clears throat> um, <laughs> this would be tough for me to deal with. I'm not going to lie. Like I, I, you know, I've, I've let one or two slip in front of, a significant other before I wasn't proud of, but I feel, I, I feel gross doing it. And I'm a, I'm a guy. Um, yeah. Not, not that there should be different standards for guys and girls, but there kind of is. It's, it's just a gross thing. Uh, look, I, I had a, um, a former significant other who was a, a burper, not even a farter, just she burped a lot. And it, it grossed me out. I have a weird thing with like, Gases coming of, out of people's bodies? Yeah. The the sounds of people like chewing and eating and swallowing and burping, all that stuff, it makes me there's actually there's a condition for it. I forgot what it's called. Um, but it it really it really threw me off. And I I, I finally I was like, look, I, I really it's really bothering me how much you burp. And these these weren't like under the breath burps, these were loud, and it really bothered me. So farting. It's even worse. And if it stinks too, like, I don't know. I couldn't deal with it. It's it's surprising that she, here's my question. Well, not really a question. I guess a thought that she, he said he, she doesn't know she's doing it. And I'm like, does she did? Maybe she grew up in a house where like they were just free farters, you know, like they just, everyone did it. Like what's funny about, my group of friends and I feel like, especially when you go to college and you like are around people who grew up very different from you, you realize like I have friends who won't even say the word fart. They called it like something else in their family. And then I have friends who are just like crude and do whatever they want. So maybe that's just 
how she grew up, but I do think he should say something to her, especially if it's bothering yeah. her. Like, obviously you don't want to embarrass the girl and you want to say it in a nice way and not like make her feel self-conscious about it, but maybe just be like, I don't know. I don't know. How do you go about that without hurting her feelings? Honestly, I don't just, just be like, look, it's not normal to fart this much in front of someone without acknowledging what you're doing. Right. Um, it, it may be normal uh, where you grew up, but I can't, I don't know. I'm sure there's a tactical. Yeah, the same know. way that you said to whoever about burping, like if Will or I pass gas in front of each other, like it very rarely happens, but usually the other person's like, ew, what are you doing? Like, and I feel like, I don't know what a point in our relationship, one that I ever became comfortable farting in front of him, but two, like, where he could say that to me and I wouldn't get offended. I'd just be like, I'm sorry, like having stomach problems or whatever, you know, I'm trying to think of like how far into that we are. But like, I feel like if I was just doing this every day, we'll be like, you got to stop, like leave the apartment. If you're going to do it, what are you doing? Yeah. I, mean, I can just tell just, you. What? Just tell- I, I don't care who it is. I don't care if it is like my twin brother, which I don't have my wife, you Dylan, anybody. I don't care who it is. I don't want to hear you farting. I yeah. if I have to smell yeah. you farting, that's just a that's just a, a byproduct of uh, something that has to happen. I'm not going to fault you for farting in public because sometimes like you have to do it. But like, don't make me hear it. If you have to go somewhere else, go somewhere else. If you do do it, then you need to immediately apologize. Right, and I agree. I just I can't deal with it, and I've never been okay with it. Burping is the same thing. I will sometimes have a burp come out when I'm not intentionally trying to burp. And I'm like, sorry, I did not mean to do that. It's the same thing with farts. I agree. And so if if, you should at least be trying to respect other people who are maybe, I don't know, in the middle of something. If I'm working and I hear someone farting, it's going to take me out of my work immediately. And I'm like, dude, really? The the disturbing part of this email is that she doesn't acknowledge, acknowledge it. That just means she's walking around the house just farting loudly and not even stopping to be like, huh, excuse me. Like, it's just so normal to her. Yeah. That it's, it's like a, it's a problem. You know what I mean? Like it's that that's disturbing that she's not even like, oh yeah, sorry. I farted again. She's just going about her day. Like it's breathing or something. And that's just weird and not okay. Six months, like six months in too soon for sure. I was like, not even acknowledging that I was going to the bathroom in front of Will. Like, I was, I was covering up my poops in the bathroom like two days before we got married. <laughs> but you know what i'm saying like six months like i i wouldn't even like tell will if i had to go to the bathroom or say that i had gone to the bathroom i'm talking number one and number two let alone farting in front of them like if i would have farted in my sleep six months in and then will told me like i would have had so much shame i would have been so embarrassed and then probably gotten over it but like I agree. I think this is just, she has to know she's doing it. It's not like she doesn't know she's farting, but the not acknowledging part is so it's So It's so normal to her that she's right. going to even think about it. That's not okay. And I, I don't think that this is a gender thing. Like I think if Will were doing the same to me, I'd be like, what the hell is your problem? Like why? <laughs> too much? Yeah. And also not excusing yourself. I think that's just common etiquette is like saying, excuse me, if you fart or burp. So I think he should say something to her about it. 
especially if he's like to. attracted to her. If it's making him like be like, ew, that's and and they're quarantined together. I mean, if you can't say yeah. it now, when can you say it? You know, like you gotta. If it's if it's making this dude less attracted to her, that's something she she's gonna want not want to hear, but she something she needs to hear. Because I I would. If I found out from from Lauren that I was doing something that made me less attract attracted to her, attractive to her, I would want to know about it. Right. I don't if he, if he brings it up to her, I don't think he should say you're finding it's making me less attractive to you or attracted to you. I think it should be something along the lines like, "Hey, just an FYI, I've noticed you've been farting and maybe like take it somewhere else." It's just like I grew up, we were really, we didn't do it. And if we did, we apologized or excused ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, make it more about like, hey, I've noticed this. Like, I'm not the same way. So I think maybe, you know what I'm saying? Don't be like, you're gross and I'm not attracted to you when you fart. Because then she's going to get really bummed. But maybe saying something of like more of an etiquette perspective. You want to hear something that my, I, I want to move on from this poop conversation is probably as much as anybody because I hate <laughs> talking about poop and farts and stuff like that. But one thing that really changed my mindset when it came to people farting is that my high school physics teacher, we had a kid that would just fart just to piss him off. And he was a young guy and he was like, he stopped the class and he put down his marker and he was like, all right. He's like, you know why it grosses me out? Why you got, when you guys fart all the time? And we were like, why? Like, whatever. And he's like, because the particles that are in my nose right now were in your butt just seconds ago. And, and that from that point on, I got really grossed out by not just farting, but by secondhand smoke, like vape smoke, things like that. Because if you imagine being in somewhere where like someone's smoking a cigarette, the stuff that you're inhaling was in their lungs at one point, like just prior. And so imagining the stuff that was inside of their body going through my nasal cavity and stuff, oh, it just grosses me out. Well, Well, you do know that like, normal everyday air is just people's i know but i don't smell i'm not walking around with normal everyday air in my nose thinking like man this reeks okay (laughs) (laughs) but like okay (laughs) right oh yeah that's gross well i think you should say move on yeah yeah you should for sure well interestingly enough guys uh you've heard us talking about hymns and how or Sorry, you've heard us talking about hymns and how they are helping guys look their best. And if you haven't yet, it's time to see what they're all about. Sixty-six uh, percent of guys start to lose their hair by age thirty-five. That's scary. Yeah, you're only a couple of years away. Will I know? I know. I haven't noticed any yet, but maybe I need to start being preventative because once you've noticed thinning hair, it can be too late. Whether that hairline's slowly creeping backwards, if you have any bald spots, the best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some. So why do guys always turn to weird solutions or do nothing when they can turn to medicine and science? Well, I've wondered that question too. Go to 4 a one-stop shop for hair loss, skincare, sexual wellness for men. It's time to write a new chapter, one in which you have hair. These, this stuff is great. Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Prescription-backed solutions backed by science only. Hims was created by guys who knows... That men's health conversations are easier online than in person. And right now, what better time to start going online with this kind of stuff than now? No more awkward in-person doctor visits or long pharmacy lines. 4HIMS connects you with real doctors online, which could save you hours. And it's completely confidential and discreet. Right now, our listeners can get started with their first month free. Go to 4HIMS.com slash mail-in. That's 4HIMS.com slash mail-in. 
Uh, there's a disclaimer. Prescription requires an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Offer valid only if prescribed. Three-month minimum subscription. Additional restrictions apply. See the website for full details and important safety information. And remember, that's forhims.com slash mail-in. You guys want the next question? Let's go. Let's jump right in. Far in the background noise, uh, Rosie decided that she needed to uh, start doing something in her crate uh, right in the middle of that ad read. So it got a little distracting there. That's so uh, Rosie. So Rosie. Uh, next question. I'm getting a pretty noticeable tattoo in September. A half sleeve from my forearm. Nature seen with trees, mountains, and my dog's paws, so nothing weird or profane. I've been planning it for about two years, and I'm really excited to finally get it. My only concern is that my parents are pretty traditional, and I'm struggling with how to break this to them. For context, I'm 27, engaged, have a good job, and I can obviously do whatever I want, but their opinion still matters to me. Do I just show up at Thanksgiving inked, or should I wait until the next virtual holiday happy hour, or sorry, virtual happy hour, after they've had a couple beers and dropped the bomb? Any tips on how to deliver this news would be appreciated. Ben from Denver. Hopefully Denver's parents don't listen to this. Yeah. Very noticeable tattoo. This makes you think of Phil, whose first ever tattoo was a, a full arm sleeve, and it looks dope on him. Yeah. Um, the the one approach you can take is like, you know, the, the old adage that don't ask for permission now, ask for forgiveness later. Not that you need permission from your parents to get a tattoo, but there's something to be, to be said for just surprising it, with, you know, surprising them like, hey, look what I got. Um. But I think however you do it, you don't you don't pose it in a way that you need their approval. I think you should just inform them like, look, this is happening and hopefully hopefully you guys are on board with it and then give, you know, and then you can support it with, you know, it's more acceptable in today's society, stuff like that. But I would just be like uh you know, inform them. Don't don't like ask them if it if how they feel about it. That's what right. I would do. I I would definitely not wait until Thanksgiving or until you see them in person and you already have the tattoo. You're already tatted. Um, I think that just because you, um, because he said that, you know, they're conservative. He clearly having written in like cares about what they think a heads up is probably nice. And like you said, Dylan doing like, saying it in a more informative statement instead of just being like, Hey, do you care if I get this? Just be like, this is what I'm doing. I think doing it on a quarantine happy hour makes it seem like you were bored and thought this up last minute. So I think having a conversation with them with the point of the conversation being, hi, I'm getting a tattoo. I've been thinking about it for a long time. Here's what it's going to look like. Uh, I, I really like it. This is what's making me happy. I hope you approve, but again, I'm not asking for approval, something like that. Because if you do it now during a zoom happy hour, it's going to make it seem like you're bored. If you do it at Thanksgiving, you already have it. It makes it seem like I don't give a shit what y'all think. So maybe just call up your mom one day and be like, Hey, I want to talk to you about something. This is something I've been thinking about and I'm going to do and make it a, because if you care about them enough to let them know, and you know that they may be upset by it, Take the time to make it a conversation, a well thought out statement um, so that they know, you know, it's not something that you just did last minute and they think, yep. God, that's so stupid. Why did he do that? Versus like, if you take the time to explain to them why you're doing it, I think that they may have a little more respect for it, even if they maybe don't understand, you know? I agree with all that. Absolutely. Do, are there hardos out there right now that are like, dude, you're 27. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Just do it. 
Well, that's, that's pretty much what we said. But you have to, you know, there are there are ways of, of breaking it to your very traditional parents um, to kind of soften the blow of the decision that you're making for yourself. No, no one's saying like don't do it or you know or, or keep it from your parents or anything. There's just I, a, a you know an appropriate way of of filling them in on the decision that you've made. Yeah, right. I think it's a weird situation because like. I, I am in the camp of like, yeah, you're 27. You can do whatever you want. But that being said, like you don't want to, you don't want to make your relationship with your parents suffer because of a tattoo. That's just not worth it. Right. And so if it's really, really going to upset them, then like you need to really think through uh, getting it and when you're like, how you're going to handle the, obviously he is thinking this through. And so it's like, I just don't want people to be like, oh, dude, this guy's a wimp. Like, it's, it's, it's your parents. Like, you you don't want to taint it over, like, your relationship with Adam over I think tattoo. if I showed up with a tattoo that was, like, visible while I was wearing – so something on my forearm or leg or something, I think my parents – what? When did you get that? Just because I'm really close to them. I, so I get where this guy's coming from because I think that he's probably, like, pretty close to his parents, cares what they think enough, you know? So I get that. And there people – who don't have the same relationship with their parents may not understand. But I think as long as he approaches it respectfully, like he should still be able to do what he wants. And he gave him fair warning and you know, they're not going to change his mind, but giving them a heads up is nice. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're your parents. They're not going to, you know, disown you or love you any less because you got a tattoo, but you know, keep them in mind too, when you're delivering the news. So, you know, as to not upset them as, as much as you possibly can. Yeah. You guys ready for the next one? It is a voicemail. Here we go. Hey, just calling to see if anyone has found anything genuinely fun to do during quarantine. Um, turns out puzzles and Scrabble are really not that fun. Thanks. All right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, this is something that applies to literally everyone right now, so it's as relatable as it gets. But uh, I don't know. What are some fun things you guys are doing to, to kill time? Okay. I, I This will probably be Will's answer too. Um, last weekend, we FaceTimed our friends who live in London, Paul and Rosie. And we when we went and visited them um, back at the end of January, I mean, sorry, the end of December, beginning of January, we played a game called Bananagrams, which is a word game similar to Scrabble, but you don't um, – earn points you just are trying to finish your game so there's not a way to play it virtually but what we did is we each have a board and we got on facetime and we played the game it was a situation where we could both play at the same time like will and i on our board and them on their board or i guess with their set of tiles it actually worked really well and it was really fun because we would like play and we would get going and it's a kind of a fast-paced game anyway and then we would like stop and chat for a second and hang out and job, and then we would play again and we were drinking and it was fun. I honestly, that was probably one of my favorite virtual happy hours that we've done thus far. Um, we also played categories on zoom, which was really fun with Will's family and not all of it has to be games, but you know, you're trying, there's only so much like when you're sitting across from somebody in a FaceTime, like, drinking that you can catch up on because you're in the quarantine. So playing games is a great option. Uh, tomorrow night, or I guess tonight, because the podcast is airing on Thursday, a group of my girlfriends and I, there's like 10 of us are playing Mafia on Zoom. Do y'all remember Mafia? 
I've never played mafia. I, it might be called something else to other people, but it's like where one person is like the narrator or detective. Then there's like the murderer. And then there, so there's like the narrator, a detective and a murderer. And so the narrator will like decide who is what we used to do it. If you played it in person, um, you would draw. So you would like be told like you're just a regular townsperson or if you drew murderer. And so then the narrator would be like, okay, everyone shut their eyes. Okay. Murderer, open your eyes. And they open their eyes and then they're like, who do you want to kill? And the murderer points to somebody. And then, uh, they're like, okay, everyone shut their eyes. Okay. Everyone open their eyes. And then like the detective has to decide who, who the murderer is and somebody's dead. It's kind of like a weird murder mystery thing, but we played this in eighth grade and it, we didn't call it mafia, but we called I, it something else. It's but. called, it goes by another name too, but it's kind of, it apparently it worked really well on zoom. Cause one of my friends played it last week and she was like, it was really fun and we had a great time. So we're going to try that. There's a couple different things. I don't know. I mean, the best way that I've killed time throughout this entire time is just working out. Like that's the only time when I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm flew by right there. And I think it's part of the reason that I'm trying to work out so much. Like it's just boredom. And it's like, okay, well, if I'm going to sit around and like watch TV, why wouldn't I just like take the 30 minutes that I could spend watching a rerun of something and just go do something. And I need to adopt that in my everyday life when I'm not just in quarantine. But, um, yeah, I was going to say, if you're not, if you're not the kind of person who works out regularly, this is a great time to try to get into it. Cause, uh, it's a great way to kill time. Uh, it, and it's also like, it can be extremely addictive. It's a, a healthy addictive thing to get into. Uh, especially when you start to see your body change, it just makes you want to keep going and it's kind of awesome. Uh, yeah, that's a great, that's a, it, it kind of can be fun in a way if you think about it the right way. Um, and of course there are other things to do like, uh, you know, start a series, even putting off forever. There are a couple that I probably need to start myself. Um, I'm going to do something this weekend that I think is not fun, but it's a time killer. And that is uh, go through some old clothes. I have a shit ton of clothes that I've been putting off going through for like the longest time. And I need to get rid of a lot of them or donate a lot of them. And so I'm just going to finally just do it. You know, I have nothing else to do. I have so much free time that I don't need to cherish my Saturday as if it's like an actual Saturday because it's not. And so I, I'm these like little tiny tasks that have been just put off in our apartment for the longest time. I think I just need to finally start knocking out because I can't just I can't sit down and watch things as much as I'd like to still. It's just wearing on me. I've been reading a lot more, actually. So I think a couple months ago on mail and I requested for book um, recommendations because I was finally finished with grad school and could like actually read for pleasure. And then I never did it because I got busy and now that I have all this time and I'm trying to not just watch TV constantly, I've been going through the list of books. So I'm right now reading Little Fires Everywhere, which I think is a series on Hulu now with Reese Witherspoon and Kerry Washington. Um, but I've been reading. We've been cooking a lot more, which I think people are kind of getting sick of, but trying out new stuff like in the kitchen, new recipes is fun. Um yeah. Honestly, Dylan, how surprised are you that Will's go-to quarantine activity is working out? I know. 
<laughs> I, 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 I've been talking to Will about it a little bit. I'm, I'm proud of him. He's going to look so different. I, I'm like expecting to be totally shocked when I see him. For I don't think time. he will be. I don't think he will be. I think, I think the only difference that you'll, that people will see in me will be when I'm, I'm shirt off. You're not going to see it in my face because I have a beard. I have a pretty big beard in the quarantine okay, time. But situation. You, you live with your image every day. You look at yourself in the mirror every single day. You got to, yeah. it's harder to recognize change when you're, when you are just, you That's see true. it every day. That's true. And so it's actually kind of Go ahead. Like how much weight have you lost? None. So I've lost none, but my body's totally, it's not totally changed, but there are things oh, that yeah. I've noticed. Like the, my love handles are still kind of there, but in terms of like, if I turn to the side, my stomach is much more flat than it was. Hell yeah. Ago. And I have like, I mean, I've never had like really bad man boobs or anything. But you can tell that like my pecs are not uh, as soft and supple as they used to be. They're kind of just flattening out a bit. And so as long okay. as we're turning in that direction, I'm happy. And now that you're noticing change, isn't doesn't it make it like like you're more motivated to keep going? That's how yeah. it works for me. Yeah. yeah. And so I've always been like this, though. I've always been the type that I don't work out until I reach this breaking point. And right now, I was kind of forced to reach the breaking point. It was just the boredom of this. But normally for me, it's just like, all right, I hit this certain weight that makes me feel bad about myself. So I'm going to start working out again. And traditionally in the past, once I do it, I'm all in. But getting to that point of being all in has been very difficult for me. Luckily, I have found that kind of itch again. And so I'm, I'm happy that the quarantine has forced me to start doing oh, it. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I love it. It's definitely one of those. Uh, it's in, in the back of my mind all day. Like, why haven't you done this yet? Why haven't you done this yet? And so now it's it's a good thing. I'm happy about it. Good for you, man. Maybe uh, the listeners of the mail-in should share what quarantine activities they've been doing that have been fun for them on the Reddit or with us on Twitter, and we'll repost if you have a good you one. Do you guys want this final question? Yeah, let's knock it out. It's from Kobe in Southeast Houston. Shout out Laporte. Got a quick and fun question. What are your favorite TV show theme songs? For me, number one will always be The Wire. In the second spot, give me Game of Thrones. In third, I got The Sopranos. All right, peace. P.S. Dylan, sup, bitch. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm not familiar with The Wire because I've never watched that show. The other two are good. I'll give it to them. Um, Sopranos is an all-time one. Uh, I'm going to throw two out, and it's going to sound like I'm obsessed with Larry David, and that's because I kind of am. Um, the Seinfeld one, although it's not like a, a great like tune or anything, it's just very nostalgic for me. I grew up watching Seinfeld. It was kind of like our family tradition to sit down in front of the TV at the same time every night. We watched the show, and then it was my bedtime right after it was over. So the Seinfeld one, and admittedly, it's not an awesome tune, but it it has a you know, it, it hits me in the feels a little bit. I, I love it. The other one is Curb Your Enthusiasm, mm -hmm. which has been like it it became a a meme when someone people put it you know right after someone like a video of someone doing something really stupid or whatever. Um, and it's it's just to me it's it's iconic. I love the uh, the curb theme song. Yeah, I agree. That's a good one. Um, yeah. I have a couple. Curb was one of mine because I do think that the theme song just speaks so much to that show and Larry David. Like if I hear that, I'm immediately yeah. thinking about Curb. Uh, it's extremely recognizable as well. Yeah. Um, the I, although I haven't been watching this season, the Westworld. Um, beginning and theme song is actually very, very good and weird and dark and 
matches perfectly with I feel like what the tone of the show is, which I think makes it a great theme song. Like it's not one that you hear and you're like, oh yeah, Westworld theme song. I just think when you hear it when you're about to watch Westworld and then you watch Westworld and you're like, God, that's so fucked up. Like that theme song embodies that show so well. But I think an all-timer is the OC theme song, California oh. by Planet. Yeah, that's good. I'll give it to you. I, I like mean, it. Um, like that just speaks to like my high school days. I feel like y'all remember when we played that at the wedding? <laughs> no, you played at the wedding. Yeah, we played. Oh, that's like, right. That's that, right. We had that like we were just controlling music through a Bluetooth speaker, and I somebody's yeah. like, "Put on California." I think that was like one of the last songs we played before they kicked us out of the restaurant. They were like, "Y'all are being really loud and just screaming <laughs> California." So we you get it. We're in Laguna Beach. We get it. Yeah, no tourists. I have four. Okay. All right. Mine are my, only one of mine is current. The other ones are childhood ones that I just thought absolutely slapped. And uh, the current one is Succession. Oh yeah. I just want. I I, I love mm -hmm. it. It's, I mean, it's probably the reason that I like the Circling Backbeat so much because they're similar. The other ones are definitely just like childhood ones that have stuck with me that immediately jumped out. Uh, Home Improvement, maybe because I like the grunts that happened throughout it. Can you play this one? <laughs> Do you guys, do you know what I'm talking about? The home improvement. No, theme? give me a. No, I mean it's it, there's no there's no talking in it. It's just. Will, grunting. I thought you had the button. The, the sound button. Uh, yes. <laughs> Come on, Will. How are you I not all you over there? Me to do like the actual thing. No, Will. I was just trying to get you to hit the sound button. Uh, <laughs> the other one I like, which actually I kind of I think the reason I like this is because it reminds me of Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm. But Doug. I was gonna ask if Doug was one of yours. I don't know. It's just kind of like jazzy and scatty. And then the final uh, one is Hey Arnold. I was going to put Hey Arnold too. And I think that's the same thing. I don't know. The Hey Arnold one just goes. I think they're just kind of iconic in that kind of, uh, I don't want to say space. Didn't you like, like the Rugrats one? Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. Now that, you, now that you. Childhood memes. Okay. Uh, Boyd's World had a couple of good ones, but they changed it up too much for uh, one of them to actually stick the entire time. I know there are some really, really great ones that I'm just not thinking of, and people are going to remind me of it as soon as they listen to this. There are so many good ones out there. Well, I don't. Uh, I feel like part of the reason we remember a lot of the older ones is because now when you watch a show, you have the option to skip through stuff. Ooh, good call. You know dude, I mean, when it look, look at HBO. Well, like I, when when I first read this question, Two of the ones I immediately thought of were The Crown, which I think also does a really good job, but I'm never like listening to it and like, wow, I love The Crown's sound. Like, and then the other one is um, Dexter. I Dexter had like a really weird beginning that like where he's like preparing breakfast, but he's like opening blood sausage and has a blood orange and there's like splatter happening. And it's supposed to like obviously be reflective of the fact that he's like a blood splatter analysis and a serial killer. And I just remember mm -hmm. like sometimes when I was watching that show being like, yeah, I'm into this. And other times being like, oh, shut up. Like, just get to the stuff. I don't want to watch this, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel about all HBO shows. So I'm surprised that this guy actually likes those themes uh, just because I, I've, I've seen the Game of Thrones one before and it's way too long. But people watch the Game of Thrones ones and don't skip it because Game of Thrones does something that not a lot of other shows do where in the beginning because it's showing a map 
they will bring up new locations that are going to be introduced. Yeah, they, keep it, they keep updating it throughout the series, which is kind of cool. You, but I, when yeah. I first started watching it, I, I'd always, I would always skip the intro because you're right, Will. It is so long. It's yeah. like four. It feels like it's four minutes long. Dude, it's, but it's, it, too much. it's long, but the reason people one, it's like the giddiness that show has like rabid fans, but also because people are actually watching it to like stay updated with what's going to happen on that. that. Okay. I didn't know that. That makes sense. That yeah. makes sense because yeah, yeah. I see the other ones. So one of the, some of the worst theme songs, like uh, the opening titles of the morning show are terrible. Oh, the morning show is awful. It, it doesn't reflect the show at all. And then the other one, um, no one's watched this besides me and people on Twitter that follow me. Sunderland till I die is a soccer series on Netflix and it has the worst theme song of all time. I apologize to the band if they, if it's an actual band that does it, but even hearing the first chords of it makes my skin crawl and I just have to press skip. So <laughs> I think largely I don't like any current theme songs besides succession. Everything else I'm skipping. Do you, Did you, you didn't say like the office or something, Sally, that's a very iconic one. You know, the office and parks and rec, both of those have like, as soon as I hear those first opening notes, you're like, oh yeah, like I'm watching a good show. I'm going to settle in something relaxing, but it's not like something that I, I feel like Curb and Seinfeld are a little bit more memorable. Well, the office is pretty memorable, but not like one of my favorites. Did you ever watch Arrested Development? Uh-huh. Oh yeah. I just started oh, rewatching it. I watched it a long time ago and I started again. Oh I can't even remember what the theme song is. I just this show. I just I'm bringing it up because I just started watching it again. And it, it's it's Here, Sally, and he's I'll save you the I'll save you the. Uh, it's like not bells, but it's like you have it. Do you want me to play it real quick? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know this one. It's it's good. Once you said it. Yeah. We'll get this. Now the story of a wealthy family, <laughs> oh, yeah. everything, and the one son who had no choice but to keep them all together. There it is. I mean, I just realized I, said, I thought bells, but that's definitely like some sort of string instrument, right? Like a yeah, the beginning like a mandolin or something. Yeah, I I think the ones that I it's weird. I feel like when um there are words in the in the beginning. I think that the TV shows that are modern don't have like a song so much as they do like um like some sort of classical something without lyrics. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Lyrics are, lyrics are very two thousands. Yeah. So. I enjoyed that question. That was a good yeah. one. Well, guys, a we're finished. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. You guys have fun. Always. I had a great time. I only yawned like 17 times this hour. So that was a big step from last hour when I yawned probably every minute. So you did a great job concealing it though. I didn't even realize that you were doing that. <laughs> Good I was job. trying to go off yeah, the side so you couldn't hear it on the mic. For yawning. Good energy. Thanks. All right, guys. The hotline number, once again, is 888-362-6245. You can also write in. If you would prefer, there's a link in the Twitter bio, at Mail and Podcast. That's all we have. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.